the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon and greetings to you. Thanks for coming along today, the Monday edition of The Ride Home. It uh, feels very much like fall has descended upon us, hasn't it? It's a little bit of a, um, my youngest daughter used to say, peanut butter without jelly is a dull day. Mm. This is a dull day. It is a dull day, yeah. Don't you feel like it? Yeah, it's, well, I, I think we're in store for, this is like the beginning of it all. Well, it's just going to be like this for six months. For, no, it's it feels not. Like, you know it is. It's not going to be like this yes, for it six is. months. No. We go through these long, long, long stretches where it's just very, <clears throat> it's very gray, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and you're and you're going to be Debbie Downer for well, I was the, the cleaning, next half year. I was cleaning out my basement uh, the other day. And, that can uh, make you into Debbie Downer. Well, no, it was a good day to do it because it was a super rainy day. And it was kind of like, uh, you that's know. That's a perfect day to do it. You're uh, that's right. That's exactly it. Because I was going, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Finally, it was like, well, I'm not going outside. So I must go to the basement. Right. Well, in the basement, I, I found uh, one of those gigantic light boxes. That someone gave me years ago. Oh, one of ago. those ones for people who have seasonal affective disorder? Yes. A friend of mine gave me this probably four years ago. And it's okay. sitting in the basement, covered over with plastic. And I was like, oh, well, I never pulled that thing out. Maybe you... this might be the year. So did you? No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> no. I was too busy cleaning to worry about that. <laughs> but you that. thought about it. I did, you know. Oh, that's fine. Because they got apparently a new and improved one, a smaller one. This thing's on. This thing is so big, it's on wheels. It looks like one of those Hollywood Klieg lights. Holy... I. I, the ones I've seen are these little tiny things that just set up like over your desktop. Yeah, well, this could like light up, you know, high. Well, that's field. why you got it because those other friends of yours didn't want it. Right? right. I mean, am I making that up? Well, maybe. No. Here's the thing: if the house is depressed, well, I can make sure that everyone's you know <laughs> sunshiny and bright. There's, that's a big area to cover. Okay, good. Yeah. That's great. If you want to hook that up in your living room, and sure. invite me over. Come on in, everybody. Right. My whole family will get. Bring it. the neighbors around. We super encouraged by the time we leave. Yeah. yeah. Coming up on today's program, in the 5 o'clock hour, we are happy to bring you a conversation that uh, was pre-recorded here. It wasn't pre-recorded. It was live on the air last week. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked to two students from Asbury University about their experience in the revival or the outpouring, outpouring, as they called it, Mm -hmm. uh, at their university back in February. And it was so interesting. Um, And it caused us to... I don't know, evaluate, reevaluate. It was just so fascinating. We decided to air it again today in the five o'clock hour. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who listened in this hour, you may have heard it last week. For those of you that have not, it's going to be uh, re-aired today at five. So we're very much looking forward to that. Um, Also in the four o'clock hour this week, um, 
seeing the sacred within yourself so you can see it with others. Uh, Holly Oxhandler joined us maybe six months ago. Um, she's an associate dean in the School of Social Work at Baylor University. And boy, she it's just a very... Uh, it's a very timely topic and how you can look at people who are different than you um, and people who might need you or people you might need and be able to see similarities. That's good. I mean, when, when you think about yourself or every, I mean, there is nobody in this world who is ordinary. We tend to dismiss people. But when you look at the miracle of who we are as individuals yeah. and then collectively as the, the, the creation of God, I mean, I, I'm interested in the holiness of who we are. Mm-hmm. That's uh, around 440 So mm-hmm. So good for you. And in just a couple of minutes, our good friend Greg Clugston, live in the White House. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Not All that right. there's much to discuss in the news world. There is a lot going oh on. Oh, my gosh. All right? There's so, so much. Calf. I couldn't. It was hard to narrow it down to four things. It really was. Well, one of the good things is you didn't have to talk about the Steeler game. Right, because there's going to be a Steeler game next week. We're playing the Rams. However, baseball's going on. It's very exciting. Mm, it is. Uh, Wasn't yeah. it good to see the, the Astros go down last evening? I hope it's the Astros. I'm sorry. I hope it's the Rangers-Phillies World Me Series. Me too. That's exactly what like I hope for. That's nice exactly what I hope for. Mm-hmm. They're very they're very similar teams Thank you, me. John. I like that very All much. Right. So let's look at the news, Kath, okay. as we are wont to do on a Monday. Without further ado, here is the top four at four. For Monday, October 16th, 2023, number one, a push by the U.S. and Egypt, John, to open Gaza's border crossing with Egypt stalled this afternoon, undermining the evacuation of Americans and other foreigners stranded by the Israeli military siege and, of course, the need to deliver urgent humanitarian aid to the Palestinian enclave. Earlier in the day, dozens of trucks carrying international aid, including food, water, fuel, medical supplies, had lined up at the Egyptian side of the border, but a deal to open the crossing has been held up because uh, Egypt is concerned that Israel hasn't given assurances that it would pause airstrikes, and Israel's insisting that trucks entering Egypt be thoroughly searched. So nobody's agreeing to anything, and so nothing's happening. Get it together. Nothing's happening. Kill people. Uh, Israel Defense Forces spokesman Amnon Scheffler said Israel has long had concerns about arms smuggling through the Rafah crossing by militant groups Hamas and Islamic Jihad. He said Israel would not target a civilian convoy. So 2,000 military troops um, are going to prepare for potential deployment to support Israel, tasked with advising medical support. Um, They're from across the armed services, not intended to serve in a combat role. No infantry put on to uh, prepare to deploy orders. Pray for peace. Pray for peace. Read more about it at the Wall Street Journal. Number two, a week after Hamas militants launched their attack on southern Israel, world leaders and their intelligence agencies are scrambling through regional back channels to figure out what to do with a hostage crisis of unprecedented global dimension, still trying to answer the basic questions, which citizens from which countries are being held captive in the tunnel network under the Gaza Strip. This is a lengthy lengthy article, very much worth your reading in today's Wall Street Journal about what the U.S. and their allies are asking of different countries around the world. The U.S. is asking Qatar to use its contacts inside Hamas as they try to cross-reference names and conditions of more than 150 from around 30 nations who have not been seen for nine days. Diplomats and intelligence officers in Turkey have been inundated with pleas from governments as far away as Latin America. Each day, John, the estimates of the number of people who have been kidnapped 
has changed. The number of people who are taken as hostages, hostages and the number of nations involved is in dispute. It just, it, it's incredibly chaotic. Uh, this weekend, Israeli officials said they would enter no mediation over the hostages with Hamas because this is an organization they have vowed to crush. However, in comments from Israeli media, a former Mossad chief said at some point, Hamas militants are going to have to do something because they're going to run out of water, food and oxygen. That would be a moment when perhaps decisions could be made about releasing hostages. Good. I mean, I mean, what's fascinating, 150 ish hostages from 30 countries? Yep. That tells you everything you need to know, know. about Israel. It, no kidding. Yeah. Yep. You're absolutely right about that. Number three. Recycling finds itself in a state of flux, according to today's TRIB. Among the myriad aspects of life that have changed since the COVID-19 pandemic, demand from manufacturers for many products made from recycled, corrugated cardboard, office paper, junk mail, and newspapers is down. So we've got a lot of product. The recycling rates for those things are about 68% and 93%. So the problem is the market is flooded. And prices have fallen for all of those things. Mm. So it's not covering the cost of the operations to recycle oh, them. no. So all that cardboard from Amazon? Yep. It's not worth it? I mean, Throw it's it just, it, they're just having a really hard time. Another lengthy article in today's trip, which goes into a bunch of details about that. But I'd like to recommend it to you today because, I, I mean, recycling matters to all of us, right? Yeah, and when it doesn't work, then we're all wasting a lot of time mm-hmm. and wasting a lot of stuff. And number four. Five sports have been added to the 2028 Olympics in L.A. That is your top four at four. Very nice. Five sports? Yes. Anything of note? Three of the sports, baseball, softball, cricket, and lacrosse have been played at past Olympic Games, while flag football and squash will make their Olympic debut in L.A. Flag football? Yeah. Now, I don't know. That doesn't seem like that's really worth it. I play. A lot of kids played flag football in gym class. I, does that seem like an Olympic sport to you? Well, they, they do all kind of weird Olympic sports. I mean, the thing about flag football is it's like zero contact. No one's getting mowed down. Which is good. So maybe they'll get, you know, these gigantic guys who are just fleet of foot. I think that'd be kind of fun. I mean, as a football fan, yeah, why not? Four sports were added to the upcoming Paris Games. Mm-hmm. For the first time, we're going to see surfing, skateboarding, breaking, and sport climbing. Breakdancing. I yeah, guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's Wait, and squash? Cl- uh, surfing. You know, squash is the next one. That's the one that okay. was just added. What is squash? Squash is like uh, kind of like racquetball, really? right? But it I has a longer know. racket. Okay. All right. Well, that's the racket on a Monday oh, afternoon. I'll say that. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We do exit here, but when we come back, we will be at the White House. Greg Clarkston, SRN News White House correspondent. He presents a, a roundup of what's happening in and around the nation's capital, the nation, and the world. That's next. WORD. Do you ever wonder why you don't pray? Ever wonder what fuels our collective apathy toward prayer? Here's Paul Miller to help us understand. How did we become prayerless as a church over the last 50 years? There's a great question. And I think it is just our self-sufficiency. Becoming a people of prayer in a discouraging world. Next time on Family Life Today with Dave and Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. 
This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-950-0099. 800-950-0099. That's 800-950-0099. Hey, everybody. Greg Laurie here from A New Beginning. You know, we're excited about our partnership with a OnePlace.com app. You can listen to my messages anytime, anywhere, even offline, without Wi-Fi with the OnePlace app. Now more than ever, don't you think we need to get God's Word into our lives? So let His Word fill you with hope in your office, in your home, or in your car, or wherever you are at oneplace.com. Eden Christian Academy celebrates 40 years of providing Christian education to thousands of children in the North Pittsburgh area. At Eden, students are engaged in an education where dedicated faculty go above and beyond as they teach, connect, and are used by God to help transform the lives of every student. October 16th through 20th is Fall Admissions Week, a perfect time to learn how Eden can equip your child as a critical thinker and caring leader in today's world, pre-K through 12th grade. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. What is happening in the nation's capital and around the world? Well, Greg Clugston is with us to bring us up to date. Greg Clugston is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, happy Monday to you. Hello? We we search for Greg. Mm -hmm. Hey, Greg, are you there? We call out to him. We do. John, do you think he's there? We cry out. Doesn't seem like he's there. To the nation's capital. (laughs) The void Hello, of- John and Kathy. Hey, uh, hey, Greg. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> we did a pre-check earlier, and it was fine, and I don't know what happened in between, but here I am. Good to be with you. Sometimes the pre-check is just a, a, a terrible tease. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how are things in the nation's capital, Greg? Well, it de- probably depends who you talk to. Um, uh, there, on, you know, there's a lot happening um, in one sense here at the White House because, you know, this Middle East conflict uh which, you know, is growing in terms of its potential hour by hour. And we're still hearing just the uh, the horror stories of that brutal attack by Hamas. So that that's ongoing um, at the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue on Capitol Hill. There is still no House speaker after two weeks of Republicans trying to figure out and vote as to who will be the replacement for Kevin McCarthy. So mm. there's a little bit of both going on here in the nation's capital. Oh, OK, well, Let's, let's go international. Yeah, first. let's let's go international first and talk about um, the uh, push by Egypt and the U.S. to open up the border crossings at Gaza so that humanitarian aid could get in and uh, Americans who are stuck in Gaza can get out. Uh, what do we know about that, Greg? 
Sure. Well, you know, in a 60 Minutes interview that aired last night with President Biden, you know, the president was uh, and and this echoes what other administration officials uh, have been saying as well. But he he was refusing to criticize Israel or its bombing campaign, uh, even though some civilians in Gaza have either been hurt or killed by this bombing campaign, simply because the president is of the belief uh, this administration is of the belief that, you know, the barbarism that was expressed and and uh, demonstrated by Hamas in that initial attack uh, warrants uh, a response from Israel and that Israel has a right to defend itself. So it's this it's this balance of of showing unwavering support for our, our Jewish allies in Israel, but at the same time, not wanting there to be indiscriminate uh, bloodshed uh, in the Gaza area where Palestinian civilians that may or may not, especially that they're not have any real affiliation with Hamas terrorist groups uh, or or those militants that carried out those uh, those atrocities uh, that they that they wouldn't in fact be in in harm's way. So there have been these discussions. The U.S. has been one of the one of the partners talking with uh, you know countries in the region there to to talk about a pathway or a safe haven area, safe zone in, in the part of that region where people could gather uh, and that there would, would be no harm coming their way. But it's a very tricky and complex situation. Egypt uh, has been very reluctant to open its borders and allow refugees to cross over. And uh, there's talk about getting supplies in, as you, as you mentioned. So uh, there hasn't been a lot of progress in that area. Uh, we have the Secretary of State who has been in the region for uh, several days. He's been back and forth. Uh, he's back in Israel now today for a second round of talks with the Israeli Prime Minister and other officials. So there's a lot of activity going on. Uh, and all at the same time, the Israeli military uh, is building up defenses uh, and, and troops and supplies along its border with Gaza in anticipation of what's expected to be a ground invasion. So 2,000 troops, according to the Wall Street Journal, preparing for potential deployment. That's 2,000 U.S. troops. Um, and this is advising a medical mission. This is not a combat role. Um, but is that going to impact? I'm assuming that those are troops that are already in the Middle East. Yeah, there are. You know, there have been a couple of aircraft carrier groups that have been uh, dispatched. One is already in the Mediterranean. Another is on the way. It left um uh, the U.S. East Coast here over the weekend. It's going to be several days before that second uh, ship and its uh, fleet arrive there in the Mediterranean. But this is all uh, an effort by the Pentagon, by the United States government to essentially uh, not ramp up, um, you know, having soldiers and, and others in the region other than to uh, send a message of, of not wanting this to escalate beyond uh, you know the the region that's it's that's already affected, uh, and we've heard that from the president. We've heard that from his spokespeople in terms of not wanting any other Israeli adversaries to look at this situation, sense weakness or sense vulnerability, and try to take advantage. Uh, whether that's coming in from the north, uh, like from uh, from Lebanon, like where the Hezbollah milit- militants are also located, and they're also backed by Iran, just like Hamas is also sponsored by Iran. And so there are concerns that there are going to be other pressure points. And the U.S. is trying to uh, put its military force there to say we uh, we're here in defense of Israel, not wanting this conflict to grow any larger than it needs to. Mm -hmm. 
Well, of course, for 100 years or more, there's been no peace in the Middle East, so we um, expect this to yep. continue on. Uh, heaven help us. We pray for peace. Greg, let's move forward and talk about um, what's happening here uh, nationally with the uh, lack of a Speaker of the House. Uh, this is a circus as well. Yeah, this has been a real uh, testing and trying time for Republicans in the House of Representatives. It's now been, uh, you know, 14 days uh, no House Speaker since you had uh, the representative from Florida, Matt Gates, and uh, some other hardline conservatives who have very strong views about things say, look, we, we're not happy with the uh, the leadership that Kevin McCarthy was was providing. And uh, they had the ability to just with one uh, one person bringing a motion to vacate the chair, to vacate the speakership. And then uh, you had enough uh, uh, you had enough Republicans vote to uh, to move him out. Since then, there's been this effort. Steve Scalise, uh, who is a member, who's the majority leader of the House. uh, He was uh, he was hoping to become the next uh, House speaker and he didn't uh, garner enough votes. He got enough votes within just the Republicans of the House uh, to, to win a simple majority of the Republicans, but not near enough that he would need on a full House Floor vote. You need 217 votes, and he was only, um, you know, 120, 130 or something. Now, Jim Jordan is uh, the congressman from Ohio, House Judiciary uh, Committee chairman. He is a Trump ally, and he now is seen as a front runner for this this post. Republicans are going to be holding another private meeting, closed door meeting, on Capitol Hill this evening, and uh, they are. We are told there's going to be a vote tomorrow, um, and it possibly could go to the full House floor tomorrow. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if that timetable holds up. But there are any number of, of, of observers and members of, of, of the Republican Party on, on, uh, on Capitol Hill, you guys, that say uh, that Jordan, he might have more votes than what Scalise was able to, uh, to generate at this point in the process, but that there still are enough Republican holdouts who are not satisfied that Jim Jordan would be an effective House Speaker. So, again, uh, just much like we talked about this time a week ago, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty right now as to what's happening with the race for the speakership. Oh, my God. So the leaders refuse to lead, essentially, Greg. Yeah. And and what we talked about over the last two weeks, John, is the fact that you have a number of a, a small number of members of Congress who have the ability to derail the process, but don't have the ability to garner enough widespread support throughout the entire Republican caucus to come up with a solution. So it's easy to. Uh, to you know, to have the system break down, but in terms of p- putting right. it back together, that's 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 proven to be very very problematic. Yeah, it's a lot easier to tear a building down than build it up again. It sure is, yeah. yeah. All right, so we could end up. I mean, could we end up with Hakeem Jeffries as Speaker of the House? <laughs> well, is that's a, that's that's another uh, idea that has been pushed out there in terms of you know some sort of bipartisan uh, co. Um, you know, uh, leadership between the Republicans and the Democrats. Uh, I don't see either party, you know, especially in this kind of divided government and with the with the margin so narrow in the House uh, that either party would be, you know, too excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there and there and there is talk that there is going to be maybe another Republican challenger either tonight in this closed door meeting or tomorrow at sort of a um, spur of the moment on the House floor kind of candidate that might rise to the occasion. Now, the 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 temporary speaker uh, that is uh, kind of holding things in place. And again, nothing can really happen without a House speaker. Those are the rules. Um, uh, McHenry is currently the uh, the pro tem. And uh, there's been talk that maybe he is someone uh, that might be somebody that they could move uh, forward with. But again, that's sort of a long shot 
view as well. Mm-hmm. It sounds oh, like a soap opera, Greg. Greg Clugson with his SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, let's move forward. Uh, legally, today the ruling comes down that former President Trump has been told to zip it. He has. This is a gag order. It's a partial gag order. Uh, and this is in the uh, the, the federal uh, criminal case uh, that he is charged with trying to overturn the results of the 2020 election. And you have a U.S. district judge here in Washington, D.C., Tanya Chutkin, and she today prohibited the former president from attacking and targeting prosecutors, possible witnesses, and the judge's staff. No doubt that this judge saw what happened a week or so ago up in New York in the civil case when when Donald Trump had put out, he had posted a picture on social media of uh, a member of the judge's staff there in the court in Manhattan and um, had had some information about this this individual. And it was seen as, uh, you know, really targeting somebody who just has has a job in the courthouse. Uh, And so this judge Chutkin today was essentially saying you cannot um, you cannot mount a smear campaign and that there are there are going to be some definite, you know, definitive areas that that they would allow the president, the former president to say, and some areas where they would not, for example, um, he is running for the presidency of the United States, and one of his rivals right now on the GOP side is his former vice president, Mike Pence. Now, he, he meaning Donald Trump, under this gag order, is allowed to criticize Mike Pence as a candidate for the White House in their ongoing campaign right now. But at the same time, he is not allowed, says the judge, to say anything about uh, Mike Pence and his role on January 6th. For example, 2021, um, or or his potential um, uh, testimony as a witness in the case, because he is a you know he is a prime uh, character in that whole story in terms of the overturning of the 2020 election. So it's kind of this uh, partial or limited gag order, and of course the Trump team very unhappy with this. They fought it fiercely, uh, but that's what the judge had said earlier today. And already uh, Trump is out with emails of uh, fundraising appeals trying to uh, to. You know, advance on this particular move today. Oh boy! All right, Greg. Well, just uh, thirty seconds or so left. Uh, we see a story today. In fact, we're going to talk about it in a few minutes. About for the very first time, a grandmother and a granddaughter flight attendants mm. are going to be hitting the skies together in the same plane. Grandma. Yeah, and so we're wondering. You don't have any grandchildren yet, do you? I don't. Not yeah. yet. Well, when you do have grandchildren, I'm wondering, would you welcome them to uh, your to the work? Press yeah. Could they work in the uh, in the basement next door to you? Well, g- given the stories that we just talked about and the uh, the severity of the, the various crises that mm-hmm. we just talked about, I'm not so sure that I would want to subject a grandchild to mm-hmm. uh, to this news. I mean, I love radio. I love broadcasting. Uh, and there are days like today when the news can be so depressing. It's uh it's hard to find that sliver of hope, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if it was the right if it was the right mix for that grandchild to uh, pursue a communications related job, maybe so. Yeah. See, that's a, just such a fair minded answer. You Show can tell ropes. how Greg got to where he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just right, right down the middle. Very I nice. appreciate that, Greg. Chin up, Greg. All is well. Hey, have a great week. You as well, Greg Clugston, SRN News oh. White House correspondent. More about Greg. God Clugston. bless Greg, man. That'd be a hard place to be working okay, these days. Salem Media Group and Greg Clugston, wordfm.com. Take a quick break of the aforementioned grandma and granddaughter story. You don't want to miss that. 
Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Home of the Lifetime Workmanship Warranty. Get $1,500 off any full roof or full siding replacement project signed in October. Restrictions apply. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Hi, former CI officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. And right now, most Americans with a 401k, IRA, or other types of retirement accounts are not prepared for a financial crisis that could hit the U.S. in the next 45 days if we don't fix our ramped up government spending. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new financial crisis survival kit that's 100% free for everyone with a retirement account who calls in today. Simply call 800-900-8000. My financial crisis survival kit is jam-packed with valuable information on how you can protect yourself with physical gold and silver. Your first step to protection is calling 800-900-8000 and speaking to one of their gold IRA specialists. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Again, simply call 800-900-8000. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Ruder Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Ward FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Reuter2 today. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call doing it right. 724 New Roof. It's easy to listen. We're everywhere. Hear us on oneplace.com, wordfm.com, on your phone, your smart speaker, and on your radio. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. A stray evening shower, otherwise low clouds for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 46. A stray morning shower tomorrow, otherwise clouds yielding to some sunshine, expect a high of 57. Partly cloudy skies for tomorrow night with a low of 47. Areas of morning fog Wednesday, otherwise clouds and sun will reach a high Wednesday of 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Listen to this story. Flight attendant Cynthia Heck finished up the safety demonstration and walked through the cabin of the airplane, confirming passengers were ready for takeoff. She took a moment to smile and greet each traveler individually. Fellow flight attendant Hannah Heck watched on admiringly. Then Hannah made a spontaneous announcement over the loudspeaker. Quote, does everyone see this sweet little lady wearing the light vest? That's my grandma, so everyone better be extra nice to her, she said. Now, this is interesting because Cynthia Heck is 72. Hannah Heck, her co-worker aboard the Southwest flight, is 22. And they are the first grandma-granddaughter that Southwest has employed (laughs) as flight attendants. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yep, Cynthia Heck has been flying for more than 20 years. Okay. 
uh, and Hannah Heck. So she got into, yeah, like she was more, she was 52 years old when right. she started flight attending. Which is a late career change, yeah. right? right? You would think a flight attendant would be like Hannah Heck right. in her early 20s. Right. But there it is. So the two of them together are traveling the country, Southwest Airlines, and going on long extended flights together. Isn't that fascinating? That's incredible. Yeah, good for the two is of them. Is there a picture of them? There is a picture of them. Super cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. There they are. I'm looking at mm-hmm. them. Oh, they look awfully little, adorable. They're blue flight attendants with the red piping. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hannah and Cynthia Heck. Wow. The friendly skies. I worked uh, not in the same uh, department as my mom, but I worked with my mom for a long time. Did you? Yes, I did. Where, Kaufman's? Nope. We Though we did both work at Kaufman's, but what? at different times. We both worked for the School of Medicine at Pitt. Did you, though? Yep. She was in the Department of Medicine. I was in the Department of Pathology. Did you stop by and say, hey? Every, we, you have lunch together? Every day. Did you? Every day. Lunch together? Every day. Where? Uh, in the cafeteria. Excellent. On the 11th floor. Just checking in. How's your Just day, Just checking man? in. How many years? Seven. What a gift that was. But absolutely. Very, very nice. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I bet it was. Okay. We'll take a quick break. A friendly skies to holiness. The soul of the helper. Seven stages to seeing the sacred within yourself so you can see it in others. WORD. She was giving me the ultrasound and she turned on the sound and my baby had a heartbeat. I have a baby inside of me. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you could provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY or go to wordfm.com. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000 with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob's five model portfolios and five free reports including the hidden rules of retirement, hidden real estate tax bumps to 
avoid? Cashing in on Congress's $350,000 retirement shocker, plus two more free reports, and an exclusive conference call with Bob Carlson answering your retirement questions. The newsletter, free reports, the conference call, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com. Yourretirementwatch.com. That's yourretirementwatch.com. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years, and I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs, so how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. It was Christmas Eve, 2015. Uh, And on that day, we we got up in the morning. We were having a bunch of people over to our house family for Christmas Eve. And uh, we got a call from Lancaster, uh, which is on the other side of the state of Pennsylvania. And my father-in-law had gone into the hospital. It was a sudden thing. And... um, my mother-in-law had MS, and so she wasn't able to be alone. And so my husband had to, like, in the middle of wrapping presents and everything, had to drop it all, pack a suitcase, and get on the turnpike mm-hmm. and drive to um, see his parents. Drive, drive to see his parents. Uh, so we were without him on Christmas Eve, which was super sad, and we were concerned about uh, my father-in-law. And then the very next morning on Christmas Day, I got a call from my mom that my dad, who lived close by was unable to breathe and she had just called an ambulance. So we went over in an unbelievable snowstorm to my parents' house to see what was going on with my dad. It turns out I had developed pneumonia overnight and uh, just really could not breathe. So uh, by the end of Christmas evening, my husband was in the hospital with his dad on one side of the state and I was in the hospital with my dad on mm. the other side of the state. Wow. And that's just what happens sometimes. That's just how it is. Yeah. You know, when you're a caretaker, you can't offload it to somebody else. You know what I mean? You're you got to figure it out. And it's sad and hard to do over a holiday. It's like one of the saddest things to me is being in a hospital over a holiday um, because you can feel that the place wants to shut down, but can't. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, People are still sick. Right. And then uh, after the holidays over, you realize your caretaking still goes on. Holly Axhandler is with us. She's been a guest artist in the past. The Soul of the Helper, Seven Stages to Seeing the Sacred Within Yourself So You Can See It in Others. Holly, happy that you're with us again. Thanks for coming along. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, John and Kathy. It's a a privilege to be here with you again. So I'm sure you've heard thousands of stories like the one I just told you about Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I grieve with you that that was a part of your family's, uh, Christmas story that one year, but, and I mean, because that is quite a bit to have to navigate, um, within one holiday, but certainly you are not alone in terms of the juggles of caregiving around the holidays and unexpected events and situations that, unfold. Sure. And it came in, it seemed, you know, it's so memorable to me because it was over the holiday, but of course the day after Christmas, it was still the same. I mean, you know what I mean? So caretaking is just one of those things that doesn't take a vacation. It doesn't take a holiday. Um, It's just something, it's a lifestyle that uh, you don't sign up for and it comes up, it can come upon you really suddenly. 
Yeah, absolutely. It can. I, I agree with you. And, and I think it can show up in lots of different ways, whether it shows up in, as you're mentioning, ways that you don't sign up for, or I'm thinking about those doctors and nurses that we're talking about who do sign up for this, where they have a heart to serve, um, in terms of these caretaking, uh, you know, opportunities. And, um, so regardless of where one is on the spectrum, when it comes to this type of caregiving, I mean, um, um, it, it, it still is, um, it can be a heavy lift to have to navigate through life. Right. So, so Holly, one yeah. of the good things about the pandemic is that we did recognize those first responders, mm-hmm. those people on the front lines yes. who care for us, right? Uh, so talk about this, about the sacred within ourselves, because all of us carry sacredness, but oftentimes in our own troubled lives, we fail to recognize the sacredness in others. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yes, you're right. I think during COVID, we certainly um, had a deeper appreciation for the helpers among us, those caregivers, whether that's a loved one or a professional caregiver. Um, But as you are mentioning, John, the reality is, is that um, regardless of whether or the degree to which we're caregiving, either as parents or a professional or or whatever, it may be a teacher, et cetera, um, we each bear this inherent worth within us, this belovedness, this sacredness that you are just mentioning, um, that I think helpers, it's really important that as helpers go out and serve others, um, they've really got to remain connected to and in touch with that inherent worth, that sacred within themselves as they serve others, because I think it better positions them to be able to see that inherent worth and belovedness within those they serve. Mm-hmm. So uh, can, can you talk about people who are uh, in the helping professions? Uh, let's th- I'm thinking about teachers right now. Um, mm-hmm. I was just reading mm-hmm. a, a, an article in the Washington Post today just about the mental health struggles of teachers who are trying to get kids back on track post-pandemic. And th- there are... Ev- there are so many, so many issues that I, I, I couldn't get over in reading the article from kids mm-hmm. who are uh, three to four years behind, um, kids who behaviorally just have never rebounded from not being in school for three years. Um, so not only are they academically behind, but they're behaviorally behind. And it just kind of flows from there. So there's there's not a lot of control that teachers are able to establish in a classroom. They are left feeling spent. They go home, they can't forget about it. And then all of a sudden it's the next day and the next day and the next day. And when you feel like you can't catch your breath, what do you say to someone who's in a role like that? Yeah, that's a, I mean, well, first I'm really, I really appreciate you elevating the teachers and educators among us because um, they have had to carry a significant load um, with little support in a lot of corners over the last several years um, and haven't had, um, I think, as much opportunity to recover from all that they've had to carry and juggle um, in worrying about several of their kiddos, um, you know, education and growth and development, but also access to food and um, kids' home life and such, and, and so many layers to those experiences. So first, I hope if, if any of our uh, listeners are educators. I just hope you hear a wholehearted thank you from me mm. um, for the ways that you are serving our kiddos because they are our future, you know, generation. They are our future doctors, our future um, nurses and caregivers, et cetera. So what you do really matters. Uh, I would also say that, you know, to these, these educators, um, I think that, 
you know, finding ways to, again, like tune into that inherent worth within themselves, which is not easy. And it does require um, both, I think, individual effort, but certainly systemic effort, you know, for, for folks to be able to support um, teachers more broadly and intentionally. Um, but I think the ways in which teachers can identify and, and support one another to refill their own well so that they can pour into those kiddos is really important. And I think that includes both paying attention to their own mental health journey, their own risk of burnout, the layers that they've experienced over the last few years, um, seeking the supports that they need, um, advocating for themselves and one another for obtaining those supports, um, but then also paying attention to whatever their own spiritual journey may be and finding ways to reconnect with that inherent worth, grounding themselves and remembering that they are beloved. And so, so that they can hold on to that to the best of their ability as they, as you mentioned, continue to go in day in and day out to serve these kiddos to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holly, talk about that a little further. I mean, I, I, I'm of the belief that most of us are, are knee deep in self-hatred that it's easier for us to hate ourselves than it is for us to love ourselves. Years ago for a wedding present, a friend of ours, he made a mirror and in the bottom of the mirror, <gasps> uh-huh. it, says, it says, you are the face of love. And it's a mm. daily reminder to me. And I think, you know, we hate ourselves. I mean, I'm just talking about generally us, human beings, we hate ourselves. So it's easy to pass that hate on to each other. We don't see ourselves as sacred or holy vessels. Yeah, yeah. Well, first, I love that you brought up the mirror because I was going to ask you about that again, John. I remember that from our last conversation. Mm-hmm. So thank you for reminding me yeah. of what it, it said. Um, I do think that that there are we are swimming in a, a culture um, in a society where I do think there are more messages that promote negative self-image or a sense of unworthiness or not enough, um, mm-hmm. needing to work harder to prove ourselves or hustle for that worth. I think we are swimming in more of those messages than we are um receiving messages that we are loved, that there is nothing we can do to be loved any more or less than we are in this unpromised moment. And so um, I think without wanting to, like, I don't think we want to continue to perpetuate any of those messages around self-hatred, but I also recognize that I think when we aren't paying attention to what's going on within us and the ways that we've absorbed some of those messages, we may unintentionally pass those on to others, Mm -hmm. not meaning to, but maybe say, for example, um, I use this, I write about this in the book in the soul of the helper, um, seven stages to seeing the sacred within yourself. So you can see it in others that there may be messages that we hear pick up over the years where we have to do X, Y, Z in order to get that promotion or in order to, you know, be welcomed or have a sense of belonging. And we may unintentionally pass those negative messages onto those that we mentor or perhaps our kids or loved ones that we don't mean to do that. Um, But it's just really hard when that's the messages that we're surrounded by so often. Yeah. Holly, I I wish we could keep talking about this. I think it's so important um, for people to feel like they, you know, in a caretaking role, they can take time for them 
to seek it, to to realize that they're worth it and to realize that's really the only way that they're going to be able to go the distance. Right. That's yeah. the, that's the other thing. But uh, but I'm so sorry that because of the structures we're under with radio, we're out of time. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So no, we'll fun. do it again next time. Um, but thank you for joining us again. The new book, the newish book is called The Soul of the Helper, Seven Stages to Seeing the Sacred Within Yourself so You Can See It in Others. Dr. Holly Oxhandler has been with us. Thanks, Holly. Thank you. Have a good one. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Home of the Lifetime Workmanship Warranty. Get $1,500 off any full roof or full siding replacement project signed in October. Restrictions apply. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group, because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH. To 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. Centuries ago, Martin Luther wondered how he could be good enough to be acceptable to God. The scriptures helped him understand that salvation comes to us not by works, but by God's grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. The book, The Beauty of Divine Grace, explains these foundational truths of faith with great clarity. Ask for your copy when you donate to Truth For Life today at truthforlife.org slash donate. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? 724 New Roof. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers. And a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us online and on your mobile app at ChristianRadio.com. People are amazing. The, the Rubik's Cube? Yep. Mm-hmm. What was the craze? Was that 30 years ago when it first came More out? More than that. Yeah. I mean, did you, buy, did you buy one? No, I never had one because I instinctively... <laughs> 
knew that I my I, my brain doesn't work that way. A Rubik's cube. No. I could not. No, I could never. I could never. I could never figure out a I'm Rubik's right cube. There with There's you. no way. Lex, are you a fan of the Rubik's cube? Have you solved it yourself? I am really bad at Rubik's Cube. Okay, okay yeah. s- right. I feel Same good about with it. the two of us. Maybe it's a radio thing. Yeah. Okay. All right, there's a 17-year-old Australian kid who set a world's record while, <laughs> while jumping out of an airplane. Uh, he, <laughs> he was falling at about 150 miles an hour, apparently. He solved the record, uh, solved the Rubik's Cube in 28.25 seconds, which is different than his ground record, he solves the Rubik's Cube in 6.5 seconds. <laughs> but 6.5 seconds? Yeah. How mm-hmm. did, that doesn't even make sense. He was falling 14,000 feet over Durian Bay in Australia. Uh, he also holds a record for, while running, solving 77 Rubik's Cubes simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> okay? So, like... I'm happy that I can wake up in the morning and have a isn't cup of that, coffee. Isn't that fascinating? It is. People are incredible, right? So when I have cousins who yeah. are really uh, oriented toward mechanical things. Mm-hmm. and Engineers. Yes, yeah. right. Or mechanics. Yeah. Or they can just look at something and see how it works. That's my dad. He was able to do that. Yeah, my brother I, can do that. I miss that gene. If, I, if you open the hood of a car yeah. and you say, Kath enlighten us what's going on in there i got nothing for you Mm -hmm. yeah seriously i anything mechanical it's like my eyes glaze over yeah i get it i I, (laughs) one time i was at a mechanics you know and he opened up the hood and he goes blah 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 and i go yeah that's the crankshaft there and he goes what's that and i said nothing (laughs) (laughs) that was the right answer i knew i I was trying to you know right bs my way through something now Mm-mm. No, I don't have it. I can change the oil, and I feel good about that. That's good. I could yeah, never I do mean, that either. Pretty basic stuff. No, right? I don't. I mean, I, seriously. Yeah, it's just. But that skill set, I mean, the engineers among us, I mean, look at the, like, you know, the, the spacecrafts that are about to go. Oh, hey, uh, there's a gigantic uh, symposium about to come upon uh, Western Pennsylvania. The people from Astrobiotics, uh, Astrobotics. Astrobotic. They're going to host a three-day event where hundreds of people whose sole intention is to be involved in moon Moon commerce, moon landing, moon engineering. I think it happens later on this week. I didn't know. All these engineers, all these crazy mechanical people, they'll be solving Rubik's Cubes, I'm sure. Right. But will they be solving Rubik's Cubes while falling from an airplane? They probably could, you know, right? Put in the right circumstances. 28 seconds. Okay. All right. Let me ask you this, changing Mm. the subject. Would you skydive? I've never... Well, here... Remember, years ago, uh, we did this thing at Kennywood where we did the Sky Coaster thing, that thing. Right. Burr, the... burr, burr, burr. You know, have you done that? No. I've done that tw- twice. Both times. The bungee thing. Yeah. Both times live on the radio, which, let me tell you, is bad radio. <laughs> Lexi, can you imagine this? I mean, they, they literally gaffer taped a phone to my hand. And then, you know, I'm describing what I'm doing as I'm going up, up, up. The second time I did that, I had... <laughs> And this is probably just me. I had such a black feeling of despair wash over me. I mean, it was like I got <laughs> before or after. Before, <laughs> while I while I was being lifted up, I was like, "Oh, this again." I just, it, it, Lexi, I can. I can mean, you imagine? Seriously, that? I mean, if there was, imagine. I would love to see this. Me too. I, I needed uh, antidepressants and a Pez dispenser. That's how down I was. <laughs> I don't, it, it was something really weird. I mean, so I'd be afraid to kind of go up in an airplane for fear I'd experience that same blackness again. And I don't know what that was. 
did it leave you once once the once you were let free and you were flying across Kennywood? I had a soft serve ice cream, felt better. <laughs> Just saying. Oh my gosh. So, Le- Lexi, would you jump out of an airplane? Uh, maybe. Well, how about that 104-year-old lady who did it? And then she died a couple of days later. You see that story last is week? That, is that inspiring? I mean, it's inspiring because she was 104. Yeah, she Not that it. she died a couple days well, later. Well, you know, she died of natural causes, but at 104, what are you going to die of, right. pretty much? But she did it because the adventure. So, yeah, That's I great. think that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? I, no, I, I would I, never want to do that. I have zero interest in really? doing that. Absolutely none. Why? why? Less why? than none. Because why? For the thrill of it all. What? It's thrilling to look outside and see the autumnal landscape. But wouldn't it be beautiful on the way down? No, no. I would never, ever, ever do that. My niece did it in Hawaii. Yeah. She ended up marrying the guy. She was strapped to him. Who took her on the trip? Yeah. She was strapped. Yeah. And then they got married. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird world. Sharing the word that changes the world wherever you are. On your smart speaker, oneplace.com, wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, and in your car at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Israel maintaining punishing airstrikes in retaliation for last week's attack by Hamas. All eyes on the Rafah crossing between Gaza and Egypt, where trucks carrying aid have waited for days, unable to pass through. Ford Mortar Company Executive Chairman Bill Ford calling on auto workers to come together and end a month-long strike. The company is near an impasse with the United Auto Workers Union, which walked out and targeted Detroit's three big automakers on September 15th. LinkedIn is laying off over 600 workers. That's across its engineering, product, talent, and finance teams. Stocks finished higher, the Dow up 314 points, the Nasdaq gained 160, and the S&P 500 adding 45 points. This is SRN News. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major Major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Hi, former CI officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. And right now, most Americans with a 401k, IRA, or other types of retirement accounts are not prepared for a financial crisis that could hit the U.S. in the next 45 days if we don't fix our ramped up government spending. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new financial crisis survival kit that's 100% free for everyone with a retirement account who calls in today. 
Simply call 800-900-8000. My financial crisis survival kit is jam-packed with valuable information on how you can protect yourself with physical gold and silver. Your first step to protection is calling 800-900-8000 and speaking to one of their gold IRA specialists. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Again, simply call 800-900-8000. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. A stray evening shower, otherwise low clouds for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 46. A stray morning shower tomorrow, otherwise clouds yielding to some sunshine, expect a high of 57. Partly cloudy skies for tomorrow night with a low of 47. Areas of morning fog Wednesday, otherwise clouds and sun will reach a high Wednesday of 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. The Monday edition of The Ride Home. Uh, you, you may have seen last week on the Newswire that Mary Lou Retton, the uh, decorated Olympic gymnast, uh, was um, struggling with pneumonia. Yeah, I heard that. But I heard she was very seriously ill. I, I think that she is out of the woods. Um, That's great news. However, the the, uh, the B story in all this is that um, she has accrued much uh, in the form of medical debt from a lengthy hospital stay, and her family did what countless other Americans do. They have turned to crowdfunding mm. to cover her bills. Mm-hmm. So on Tuesday, Ms. Retton's daughter started a fundraising campaign on social media for her mother, uh, said she was hospitalized with uh, the aforementioned pneumonia. Uh, quote, we asked that if you could help in any way, that one, you pray, and two, if you could help us with finances for the hospital bill. Uh, Ms. Retton's daughter wrote in a post on Spot Fund, a crowdfunding platform similar to GoFundMe. Now, the public swiftly responded. The family was asking for $50,000 to cover her medical bills. Uh, the public responded by shattering that goal to $350,000, wow. which brings up a host of questions. How why, does someone like Mary Lou Retton need to crowdsource for her medical bills? Why would you not have medical insurance? She was on a box of Wheaties. She was America's sweetheart. I mean, was that in the... She was the biggest s- sports star you can imagine. Gigantic. Was that... What year do you think that was? 76? Oh, no, 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 no. Later than that. No, 84? no, no. I want to. No, I want to say 90. What? Really? 
92? Okay. I mean, I'm not really sure on that. Lex, could you see about that? When was Mary Lou Retton a star, right? But she was gigantic. Oh, I mean, Plus she well, was... that was the most incredible story. Her story? Yes. Refresh me. Well, her story about how in the finals, uh, it was the team finals. It was the very last night, um, and she hurt her ankle on, I can't remember what she hurt her ankle on. Um, Something she did. But it was, but I think it was down to the U.S. versus Russia or the U.S. versus Romania mm-hmm. in the final. Eastern and it was, and this was the very last event. The U.S. and this is all from memory. So if I'm wrong about this, it's my memory that's screwed I up. I threw you under the bus. Yeah, there and that's all right. Thanks, John. I thought hey, I could have read up about it. Give me up. This. No, no, no. This is from memory. Uh, and she, uh, the U.S. was on vault, and she. Uh, with a bad ankle, ran her little heart out down there, uh, hit off of the pommel horse, and got a perfect 10. Excellent. Okay, so uh, anyway, decades ago. But In her red, white, and blue outfit. Yep. So what's happened? Here's the weird thing. I mean, with Obamacare, wasn't everyone required to have health insurance? Yeah. Or you pay a penalty right, now. But, that, right. but that's that's neither here nor there, no. right? And let me tell you, when you get on the exchange, it's not what it's cracked up to be. What is wrong with our health care system? It's our health care system is completely Look, I, I've been sick with this weird thing since May. I've incurred many thousands of dollars, yep. and I still have no answer to this. Right. Right. I'll be... I'll be paying here forever, and this is just you know a minor blip considering how what other people you know suffer through. Right. What What did you find out about Mary Lou? What year was that, Lex? Are you talking about her Olympics? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. She won the nineteen eighty four. Eighty four. Oh, it was eighty four. Okay. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one was in Los Angeles, California. Okay. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> In this country, how are we still falling into the hole where people aren't covered? And, I mean, health care is so uh, obscenely expensive. How much of your paycheck goes to, for health care? And you, you're on the outs. You don't even have health care mm-hmm. because your husband's ha- employer I don't, I don't has excluded insurance. you. Right. Yeah. I have, how in this day and age, yeah, right 2023? In the, right in the middle of COVID, my... Uh, husband's employer decided after decades that they were just because they can't afford it right they're not going to cover spouses anymore so i had two weeks to figure out what to do about health insurance and now essentially i see you you know you're jumping from place to place paying cash for your medical insurance and then being reimbursed that's crazy look i'm not socialist right i do not but you see other other countries in this world who have good health care right and it's provided for everybody for free Right. What is wrong with us? Right. Meanwhile, we have these massive nonprofits, and say what you will, I get UPMC is the largest largest employer here in Western Pennsylvania, right. and the quality of care is excellent. But there is a huge disconnect here. I know something seriously I know, wrong. I know. I, I I don't know what the answer is, and I know. Remember when when uh, Donald Trump got into office, and he said, "Well, it it turns out health care is more is more complicated than I thought." You think? Meanwhile, everybody's like. Duh. Hello, welcome. Like everybody knew it was complicated. Sure That's is. why nobody's been able to fix it. What a mess. I mean, yeah, it is really frustrating. Anyway, prayers for Mary Lou Retton. Yeah. And the crowdfunding thing essentially is 80... just it's just begging. Right? Yeah. You're just oh, sure. Saying, Please. I'm, I'm, I'm I've, begging. Help me. I've crowdfunded people's medical bills. Give me some help here. I've crowdfunded a bunch of people's medical bills. I've contributed here and there and here and there. Well, look, we run the ads for the people that are doing the thing, sure. right? People You're I... part of this. Yep. You pay my bill, I'll pay yours. That yep, kind of that, thing, Yeah, right? I do that. I'm part of a Christian healthcare ministry. 
Heaven help us. I know. We'll take a quick break. Listen, on Thursday of last week, we invited two students from Asbury University. February of last year, there was an outpouring, a revival, and they joined us on the air during the 4 o'clock hour. It was a wonderful conversation. We were deeply curious about what happened and what's still happening. Mm -hmm. Because of that, we want to replay this for you in just a few minutes. So won't you stay with us? It's outpouring, revival from Asbury University across the country and hopefully around the world. That's next year on the ride home. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. One hundred one point five WORD. Once I figured out, you know, it was a little boy. Then I heard his heartbeat. Like I just cried. You guys helped me make my mind up. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. Why does Trinity Jewelers Mark Helgerman advertise on Word FM? Every year we've grown. Every year has gotten better. I attribute that directly to the advertising. Word FM can give you something that no other station can give you because as Christian brother and sisters, a relationship is formed through that radio and through the advertising, and that person will drive past 20 other jewelers to come and see us. There's no question Word FM has been huge for Trinity Jewelers. I mean, we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are if it wasn't for Word FM. It has... Um, created such a business base for us because it's made us larger than just your neighborhood jeweler. It's made us citywide. I feel like in a lot of cases with other advertising venues that it's more just make the sale, make the sale, get them to advertise, whereas I think at Word, there's no question I feel like Word FM is committed to making the businesses they advertise for a success. Isn't it time you advertised on Word FM? Call 412-937-1500. Over 70% of Americans want to spend their final days at home with family and friends. Yet, sadly, four out of five end up spending their last days in a hospital instead. That's why it's so important to make your wishes known to your doctor and your family. Yes, with hospice care, we can take care of your father at home including visits by a nurse and a whole team of hospice specialists. And it should all be covered by Medicare or private insurance. I'm so relieved to hear that. He's comfortable and pain-free. Oh, great. I brought you that book you've been talking about. Oh, thank you, honey. I'm really looking forward to reading it. Learn about the many advantages of receiving hospice care at home. It's covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and most private health insurance. Visit our website at www.hospicesupportfund.org to connect with your local nonprofit hospice and download our free end-of-life planner. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Welcoming all our listeners today, those in the Western Pennsylvania area and uh, also West Virginia and Ohio. Welcome in. We're so glad you're here. Very nice. 
Let's talk about uh, revival, because on the morning of February the 8th at a small college in Kentucky, there was a chapel service, uh, unlike uh, chapel services that are held in Christian colleges all across this country. Our kids attended Grove City College. We are well familiar with chapel services. But this chapel service essentially went on for day after day after day after day. It sparked what many would say was is a revival, was or is, I guess is the question. But uh, here to talk to us about that are two students from Asbury University, Charlie Cox, who is a senior, and Sarah Grimes, a junior. They were there and here to tell their story. Sarah, Charlie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay, hold there on. We go. Wait, there we I go. There we go. Those microphones yeah, let's here. get the microphones <laughs> Pretty good. Um, we're glad you're here, you guys. Um, and we talked a lot about what happened at Asbury, which is weird since we weren't there. Mm. And so we've really been looking forward to today when we could talk to people mm. who were there. Um, and uh, I don't want you to feel any pressure. To, like, we just want to hear what the story was. Um, and we're not interested in any add-ons or any subtractions. Like, we're just, you know, we, we want to hear the real thing and so do our listeners. So um, let's start with you, Charlie. So you're yep. senior. Um, what are you studying at Asbury? Um, I'm a business administration major. Okay, yeah. great. Um, and talk about how, like, when you entered into, when you first saw what was happening in your chapel. Yeah, so I actually was at chapel that first day. Okay. Um, and when chapel goes long, as it tends to, because pastors like to go long. You know how they um, are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they dismissed all of the students, um, but they had, like, one last song. And I just remember thinking, like... I can be 15 minutes late to lunch. And so I ended up actually staying. And there was a small group of us students, um, somewhere around 20. Um, and we were all just staying. And I just remember feeling God's presence. And it was just really, really beautiful. And it really touched me. Huh. Now, is that something that you had felt before in chapel? Um, I definitely had felt it before in chapel, but not to the extent that I experienced mm. at that point. Okay. It was really dramatic. Right. So then what happened? You felt God's presence. Mm -hmm. There's a small group of 20 students. People said, we're not going to leave. We're just going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember about 20 minutes after chapel had ended, um, over half of the students that were there were actually at the altar, um, praying and crying even 20 minutes after chapel had ended. And so at that point, people were kind of locked in and the worship music just kept coming. Crying. Why? What was that like? I think a lot of people were just being touched by God, honestly, as simple as that. And yeah. so there was a lot of um, confessing of their sins and then feeling God's love just coming down on them. So from the get-go, immediately, this happened? Pretty much. Um, almost immediately after chapel ended, it was just as the worship was playing, people were just coming forward and... Yeah. Wow. Okay, Sarah, let's bring you into the conversation. Sarah Grimes, now you're a junior at Asbury. Yes, ma'am. What are you studying? I'm studying intercultural studies with business, and then I have a communications minor. Okay. So um, were you there that day? I was, yes. I was also at chapel when it started. Okay, so tell your story. So I sit on the that semester I was sitting on the very end of my chapel seat and I have I had all of these like soccer players beside me. I was like, oh no, I have to get out of my row. Like I gotta get out of here really fast. And I remember I was walking down the aisle to leave and Jesus was like, no, don't leave yet. And I saw my friend and he was standing there and he hadn't left yet. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll just go and sit with him. And then I didn't leave for 14 hours. 
Really? So, now, wait a minute. Now, you said that Jesus told you not to leave? It was just like... What a, was that like? It was just like a feeling that I had. Like, he was just like, be present and stay and linger. It's so you, hard to explain. It is. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and then you stayed for 14 hours. Yeah. And Get then out I, of here. And then I came back the next day and the next day and the really? next... Yeah. 14 hours. So what was that like? I mean, you just surrendered and said, I know I have class, I have yeah. responsibilities, but... Um, the heck with it, someone's going to understand that this is just how it has to be. Yeah, I think, I mean, I remember like looking down at my watch and it was 11, 15. I was like, well, I guess I, I guess I'm going to miss my class. And then I just kept missing them for the rest of the day. And like time just went by so fast. Okay, now were you bored? No, I felt like the 14 hours was like 10 minutes. It was crazy. Like I didn't eat. I don't think I went to the bathroom. Like it was just went by so fast and like I wasn't hungry and I mean, I think Charlie can agree. Like, it, the time just went by really? so Really? So, Charlie, you weren't sitting there like, well, I, I, I got to get out of here. No, not at all. It was one of those situations where... You just w- didn't want to leave. Yeah, you just didn't want to leave. And when you're doing something that you love, it's time flies. Yeah. So, throughout those 14 hours, that first day, there's music, there's prayer, and this just went on continuously for the entirety. Yeah? yeah? So- and. Yeah. All right. Yeah. In fact, I I think like Sarah, I stayed until around midnight yeah. that night and I left and in the morning around 6 a.m. I woke up again and I went back to the chapel yep. and there were probably around. Were you surprised that there were still people there? I was kind of expecting it. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Were you? Yeah. I remember I was walking across campus and I was on alarming doors. It's one of my jobs. But as I was walking by, I was like, I wonder. And I was kind of expecting. So when I walked into Hughes, um, our chapel building. Um, there are probably still around, I don't know, 30 or 40 people in there. Um, and even like people had brought in mattresses because yeah. they just didn't want to leave. It felt like God's presence was just in the room. Let's talk about that a little further, because, I mean, it's such an extraordinary thing. And I think if, if you are a believer, of course, you feel God's presence in your life. Sometimes. Yes. Not all the time. No, but this is something that's extraordinary. I mean, this is something that's deeply lifted. Clearly, the Holy Spirit's in work uh, at work there. I don't know how to even ask the question, but the emotion of it, I mean, feelings aren't facts, but it was enough to make you stay there to be connected while you're singing, you're praying, you're talking. Yeah, what are you doing? You're making eye contact. I mean, are you stepping away from the from the group? I mean... There's this general building of things that are going on. I think it, I mean, it might have looked different for both of us, but like I started out just like taking it all in and praying and being like, Jesus, what are you doing? Um, Just reading his word Um, and then praying for other people. And then Jesus just did some cool stuff in my life with um, just like past things. And then at one point, like leading worship and then praying for other people. So I think it just depended on like, who you are as a person and what Jesus was calling you to do in that moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Make Charlie, sense. what do you yeah. say? No, absolutely. I think for me, it was a big mixture of, by and large, there was a lot of worship. And mm-hmm. so I think the majority of the time that most of us spent was just in worship that would look like your typical Sunday morning. Um, but there were also really extended times of praying for other people. Okay. People like, around you? Yeah, people around you and even just like walking around and talking to people and saying like what's god doing can i pray for you Mm -hmm. and even at like one point i remember we all went to like the walls of hughes and put our hands on it to pray for like the nations and Mm -hmm. everyone it was really cool yeah so so while this is happening there's no 
essential <clears throat> worship leader. No one's directing this. This is all happening mm-hmm. just organically, for lack yeah. of a better word, right? Yeah. I mean, I think someone was directing it and it was God, right. honestly. Right. <laughs> okay, well then let's let's go into that because people who are listening to the show, some people probably never been in a church, mm. think Christians are weird. After this conversation, might think Christians are weirder, right? So, um, so how, like, if someone's listening to the show and they're thinking, "What do you, what do you mean that you felt God's presence?" Like, I, I, I know you said it's inexplicable, but I'm going to ask you to try to find some words yeah. to explain what that was like. Sure. Yeah, I mean, God's voice is, I think, definitely a very funny thing. It's almost like when your thought is going one way, and then all of a sudden, it is like it's hit by something that's going another way entirely. Um, and when you're like, that wasn't really me. Because I remember even like thinking, I was like, I'm going to stay here, but I'm going to be late for lunch. And honestly, like my friends are going to mock me a little bit, be mm-hmm. like, why are you so late? Um, but I was just like, no, like I need to stay. I want to stay. Um, and so I think it was one of those, which is unlike you, I think it, it, in some ways it is very much so like me, but in other ways I was going on to the next thing. Um, and I was, I was hungry. Um, (laughs) and I ended up not eating that day until like seven or eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's just when you feel called to do something that you wouldn't normally do. Mm -hmm. Sarah, how about you? Um, I think for me during that point, it was just, and we were talking about this earlier today, but just like this sweet feeling that you feel like down deep in your soul. Like this isn't a feeling that I normally experience, but it's like sweet and just like the feeling of love and compassion, just like covering mm-hmm. and peace more than anything else. It's just, so I mean, it's unexplainable, but there's yeah. a purity there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I agree with what Charlie was saying. Like when you feel God speak, like, you know, that it's not yourself. Mm-hmm. So initially, 20 or so, and then the hours built, at what point did other students start to come into the chapel? Mm. Well, I think after about an hour, um, a lot of the people that were in classes began to get out of classes, and so they'd walk by and see. What's going on? Um, Yeah, exactly. I think around 1 o'clock, there was a group of us, me and a few other students, and we were all feeling like, we need to tell people about this. And so we were actually running around into classrooms um, telling people to come, which was a little bit awkward, honestly. (laughs) Wait, class was going on? Yeah. And you were like, I'm walking in and saying, excuse me, professor, but I need to tell you what's happening. Yeah, pretty much. And how was that received? Um, Mixed reactions. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of my room. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, some were a little like, oh, okay. Okay, now you can leave and we're going to go on. But others were like... Yeah, I, even one professor canceled class. Um, and said, go. Like, go, yeah. Had had you heard the word revival before? Absolutely. No. no. You oh. never had? I hadn't, no. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't heard of it until I went to Asbury, because we used to do this thing called Fall Revival, which was, was just like a worship week. Okay. Um, but I had never really understood what Fall Revival, or like the word revival was until February, so... But you didn't necessarily call it revival then, did you, Charlie? I think on the get-go, uh, at the first day, I started calling it that. Did you? Because to me, revival is just dead things coming back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what was happening in that room. Is parts of us that were just dead were God was renewing. Yes. Okay, so then 
you went out sort of like Paul Revere, you know, and saying, hey, this is happening. This is happening. And then other students started to come in slowly. At the end of that first day, at the end of 14 hours-ish, how many people were in the chapel? I don't remember. I don't know, yeah. Okay, that's I think fine. it was all students. Um, and a, maybe like three-quarters of the chapel was full. Is that, is that 200 people, 300 people? Somewhere uh, the... Probably around like 300, 400. Okay. 300 or 400, I would say, yeah. And the same feeling continued on all that time. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, we need to take a break. All right. All right, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. Really happy to have Charlie Cox. I want to make sure I got your name right. <laughs> And uh, Sarah Grimes with us. They're from Asbury University, and we're talking about what it was like to be there. Revival at Asbury, and then would it be so, the United Mm -hmm. States and the rest of the world. Stay with us. When I think about Grove City College, my chief thought is this. It comes as advertised. Mm. Grove City College says that they are Christ-centered, conservative college. Now, if you were to make a visit to the campus, I believe you would see that. There's no surprises here. You look at the student body, you see how chapel's conducted, how classes are conducted. There's no sort of hidden agenda here or any middle ground. It is exactly what it says it is. Christ in all things. Because you were made for a purpose. And if you understand that purpose... Whether wherever you are on that walk, you'll understand how and where you fit into Grove City College. It does change your perspective uh, on how you look at learning, how you look at uh, not just passing your classes, but gaining uh, a a heart for understanding. And looking at it in a bigger perspective, I don't know. I wish I could go back be an undergrad again and look at my education that way Uh, because I missed out on a lot thinking that I was just learning stuff so I could pass a midterm and a final and get a grade as opposed to how Grove City really talks about it, which is that we're learning. We're learning about God's word. We're learning how to know him better. We're learning how to be disciples and we're learning how to get along. That's right. I mean, the culture will tell you one thing, your faith in Christ informs you in a totally different way. GCC.edu. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Beal, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Rooter2 today. Fall is here, school is back, the days of sitting poolside are over. If you spend a lot of time in the sun, though, you might be seeing its effect on your skin. A few more freckles, some premature wrinkles, blotches on your hands, face, and neck. A chilled to perfection in Oakmont, an IPL photo facial can help reverse the damage of sun and time, making your skin appear healthy and radiant. New customers get the Fall Back in Time IPL special for just $4.99. Your results are their business at chilledtoperfection.com. Hear us on your smart speaker when you say, play the word Pittsburgh, or find us on the Word FM mobile app on one place or wordfm.com. And always at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, sharing the word that changes the world.
A stray evening shower, otherwise low clouds for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 46. A stray morning shower tomorrow, otherwise clouds yielding to some sunshine, expect a high of 57. Partly cloudy skies for tomorrow night with a low of 47. Areas of morning fog Wednesday, otherwise clouds and sun reach a high Wednesday of 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We are joining uh, our time with Charlie Cox and Sarah Grimes. They are students at Asbury University, where earlier this year, February the 8th, there was the spark of revival that happened. And they're telling their story of what it was like to be in that chapel on that morning of February 8th and those 16 days that happened since uh, for that full revival where initially 20 students and then people started to hear about this. The spark went around around the world, I mean, because of social media, all that. At one point, uh, there were somewhere between fifty to 70,000 people who came into this small town. It's a two-stoplight town, so you can imagine the chaos, what that was like. But we're enjoying this conversation, mm -hmm. and let's move forward. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about when the crowds come, because then it probably starts to feel weird. Maybe, like, we never asked for media coverage and tourists. Mm -hmm. um, and so I guess I want to ask you both what that, what was it what was in your heads during that time sarah i'll start with you yeah so my dorm is on the same side as where our chapel is and so um they started forming a line to get into hughes which is what our chapel is called and it eventually started wrapping around my dorm and all the way around campus and i remember like my dorm my dorm room like faced the outside so i would look out my window and see all of these people waiting and like worshiping in line it was wild um and i remember for a few days i was very overwhelmed i was like there are so many people here like i have to like yeah. i don't know where to park my car i don't know where to walk um and then i remember i'd walk into hughes and be like okay like this is what it's all about like i can be inconvenienced and uncomfortable for people to be willing to know and meet Jesus. Right. So that long line, people were waiting to get in. So they couldn't go in until people exited. I know. I was, like, so spoiled to, like, just walk in the back door and be like, yeah, I'm here now. And then all these people had to, like, wait for hours and hours Here's and hours. Here's the queue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, Charlie, what was it like for you? I mean, all of a sudden it became a thing, right? And that did that cloud things for did you? Or was still the purity so there? I think it was definitely a mix because in some ways it was really, really hard to see a lot of new people that you had yeah. never seen before. Um, I think God was really teaching me a lot about suffering for him and where if you're really missing, like there's all of these people on your campus and you want to love on them, you want them to experience God, but it's also uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. And so yeah. really being able to see how like God was touching their lives and being able to be like, no, like this isn't about me. This is about God loving on them and me and everyone here. That was a life-changing experience. Yes. Okay. So then I need to go back to that, that, that question about the organic process mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit here, obviously. Yeah. And again, throughout this time, all this time, there was no one, is this true or not? who was the front man, who was acting as the leader? Well, no, I, I think there were some people who were acting more as leaders. Zach Mirkreebs, who spoke in chapel that first Wednesday, he was definitely one of the leaders, as well as like Is some... Is that a student? 
No, he's he's a assistant soccer coach at Asbury, and he was just happening to speak in chapel that Wednesday. Okay. Um, and then obviously some other like people up in Asbury, the president, and some people at the theological seminary across the street as well. I see. Hmm. So, what were people talking about on campus? Like, mm-hmm. what were students saying to one another, and what was the buzz? Um, I think it depended on like what circle you were in. Um, my circle was always there. Like, I feel like I never left. Um, but I remember a lot of people when it got really big were honestly very frustrated about how many people were there. Um, who are these people? Yeah. What do they want? It was so weird. I like walk out my dorm and be like, I've never seen you before. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but then, like, you could also hear people's testimonies about like, mm. oh my gosh, this is yeah. what Jesus just did in my life. Like can we keep praying for this or like, how can I pray for you in this moment? Or like, what is something cool that the Lord has been teaching you? Or like, how have you been able to pray for people or serve? Um, so I think conversations could look, go from like anywhere from being like very frustrated to like, this is what Jesus is doing in my life. And like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But- yeah I mean, I thought it was so incredible to hear all of the conversations, hearing people's stories of how God had been saving them from depression or anxiety mm-hmm. Um, or like even just stories of healing or, I mean, fill in the blank. So many people having these stories of like how God was radically changing their lives. Like very personal things. Yes. Very personal. At the same time, there's this complex mix of emotions, right? Mm -hmm. There's this joy, this surrender, maybe who are these interlopers? All these things are going on at one time. I mean, it had to be, had to be hard to process this, Charlie. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, in fact, I think that was one of the things that the university was trying to do really, really desperately was giving students spaces to yeah. process and actually get away from chapel at times where like you can spend lots of time in chapel, but also like be willing to take a step out and journal and process. And those were some of the most special times yeah. for me. Okay. So then, then the university itself they acquiesced to the revival and essentially did classes continue or was there suspension? So Technically, classes did continue. A lot of professors chose not to hold them or to say, like, come if you want, but I'm not going to take attendance. And we might even just process about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So anywhere in between that. Okay, we need to take another break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. We've got Sarah Grimes and Charlie Cox, Asbury University students. We're talking about the revival uh, that broke out there in February. More to come. It's the Thursday edition, and it's the ride home. WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. This is good news. Maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's health care costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. 
Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Do you find joy in helping others? Turn it into a rewarding career at LifeSteps. LifeSteps is hiring caregivers to bring joy into the lives of individuals with disabilities. Full-time and part-time positions available with opportunities close to home. No degree or experience necessary. LifeSteps offers flexible schedules, paid training, and generous benefits. Make a difference today. Call 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. At Eden Christian Academy, lives are under construction every day. Lives built upon the foundation of God's Word, shaped by the understanding that every student is created with a unique design and purpose, building the mind with academic strength and depth, while fashioning spiritual Christ-like character that can change the world. Fall enrollment is open now, pre-K through 12th grade. Eden Christian Academy, building His kingdom, one life at a time at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years, and I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs, so how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. John 3.16 For God so loved the world, the whole world, everyone, anyone, that's a lot of people, that he gave his one and only son, his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. There's more at FocusOnTheFamily.com. We're really enjoying our time talking to Charlie Cox and Sarah Grimes. They're students at Asbury University, where on February 8th of this year, a revival sparked and continued on for some 16 days. But uh, let's continue on with our conversation. Yeah. Okay, so you guys were probably immune to this while it was going on. But because this is the business that we're in, we're mm-hmm. kind of tracking along with what's happening at Asbury. And we're part of a larger conversation online about what's going on. And there's a segment of people who are uh, saying, this is, this is not a revival. Hmm. Like, the students are making this up, or the <laughs> students are overreacting, or the students are too emotional, or whatever. God mm-hmm. doesn't act like this. And these are believers. Yeah, these are believers. Sure. Right? So God doesn't do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that you're out of it, mm-hmm. um, I don't... Or are you out of it? Or are you... Do people... Mm-hmm. Do you know that people have said that? Yeah, I mean... I, I was I think we were all kind of expecting people okay. to say that in some way, okay. shape, or form. Okay. So. so if someone, one of those people, was mm. in the room and they said, "God doesn't do that. Mm. God doesn't act like that," uh, what do you say? Well, I mean, I think it's really easy to judge something when you're not there. Um, <laughs> I, I would yeah, first challenge easy. them to just say, like, "Well, were you there?" And if the answer is no, it's like I I think it's hard to judge something that you haven't been at. Um, personally, I've 
really experienced God powerfully in situations like this. Um, mm. And I'm seeing lots of people be saved and come to faith and knowledge of Jesus because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I even think of Paul saying like, oh, like there's people preaching the gospel for wrong reasons, but I rejoice because the gospel is preached. Like mm. even if they do believe that, um, then they should still be rejoicing nonetheless because people are coming to the faith and knowledge of Christ. Wait, hold on. Sarah, what do you think about that? I mean, I like totally agree. I would have said the same, like if you weren't there, like how can you say that it's not real? Like, and like I've experienced it and I believe and saw the way that Jesus moved. So, right. It's so like no, nobody, nobody's going to, could someone talk you out of it? Could someone say to no. you, you, no. okay, you're both <laughs> vehemently shaking yeah. your head. <laughs> so yeah. someone comes up to you and says, look, you know, I'm going to explain psychologically to you why this happened and what, what group think is and how anthropological groups of people interact. It couldn't talk you out. Right? No, because I think like the thing about the outpouring was, it was just so simple, like, and it was just so raw and real and what you were saying, like very organic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, there's, I mean, you could try to convince me, but I probably wouldn't believe you. Right, right. Yeah. I I heard a quote about it that was the wildest thing about it was that there wasn't anything wild about it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, to think of, like, That's interesting. The The wildest thing was that there wasn't anything wild about it. Yeah. Like, I I could see someone getting caught up in the passion of something really dramatic and experiential. But the reality was, is it was people sitting in a room. And when people walked in, they were just wrecked by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like anyone coming up to them and being like, this is what's happening and this is what you should do. It just simply was what it was. Wow. And it was simple. Yeah, there were like no instructions. Like people were just there. Yeah. It just existed yep. Yep. on its own. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was my question. So in the arc of 16 days, mm-hmm. pretty much every day, it was this thing just doing its own thing and you were there experiencing that, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I would just... There were a couple instances when I would leave because I realized that my responsibility as Barry is to be a student. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would leave and then I would come back in between classes or in between my job um, and just experience like the Lord moving in like different ways every time that I was there. But he like consistently the Holy Spirit was there and moving um, and changing people's lives radically. And yeah. I don't know. It was just really cool. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Charlie. Yeah. I mean, by and large, it was mostly worship. Yeah. Um, and it was people that were just going up to lead worship that either felt called to or like someone invited them to. Um, and then the times that it wasn't that, it was either like a short sermon or just a time where people were praying for the people next to them. Right. And so it was really simple. So 16 days, this is more than two weeks. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the administration said, "Okay, this is overwhelming. We have to we have to end this." Mm-hmm. What was that like? I mean, were there whispers about this? Uh, you know, a few days out, and what was that like when it was finally like we're mm-hmm. going to shut this down? Charlie, sure. talk about that. Well, I mean, I think we all knew it was coming because certain things just aren't sustainable. I mean, you want to talk about like fifty to seventy thousand people in a college university that houses fifteen hundred. Um, it's funny, like some of the things, even like there were almost triple the amount of people in the town as there were toilets. Um, and so it's <laughs> those things, not a good ratio. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like those things that you don't think <laughs> look about what happened there. Yeah. And so 
I think we all knew like, yeah, no, this isn't sustainable. And it's also a college university. And so they have a responsibility to do classes and education. And so we knew it was coming. And I don't quite remember when they told us that the end was coming, but we knew that it was. Okay. Yeah. And I think like in that, um, the biggest emphasis was like, we are taking this out. Like it doesn't mm. end here. Like what the Lord has done, we have to carry out and proclaim it and talk about it and testify about it. Right. Yeah. Like it's not ending. It's just going forward. When it finally did end, was there like a countdown to say, okay, this hour, what Mm. was that like, Charlie? So this was actually a funny coincidence. Um, If you've heard of the National Collegiate Day of Prayer, Mm -hmm. um, that was actually scheduled to be at Asbury. Um, in late November before we knew the revival was even a thing. And so that actually naturally became the conclusion of the outpouring, the revival, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so that was kind of the cap off. And that was when there were people from dozens, if not hundreds of colleges all coming to Asbury and like watching it online, um, which was a funny coincidence that those works just happened to happen two weeks apart. Yeah. Were you in the room at the final? I was, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was powerful. I mean, I think the beginning of the outpouring versus the end, a lot of things changed, where at the beginning it was like very much so only Asbury students and a few community members. And by the end, it was a lot of people from other colleges. Um, the end of the revival for me was in some ways relieving because – we were getting our campus back when we were moving forward, but it was also really exciting because revival, you know, dead things coming back to life that doesn't stop. And we can continue that. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. I mean, people talk about, you know, post-traumatic stress syndrome. This was not that this was the opposite Mm. of that. So what do you carry Mm. with you from that? Yeah, Sarah, you know what? Let's stop and take a break. Okay. And let's talk about that when we return, Mm. Um, what it is that you gained from it and what it might mean for your generation. We'll talk about that next Thursday edition, The Ride Home. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, an evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. Attention taxpayers, if you or your business owe the IRS back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, the IRS has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship through its tax relief initiatives. 
If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. Qualifying and enrolling in this program could stop all collections, settle your tax problem, and may even reduce what you owe by up to 99%. Call the hotline at Tax Help USA to see if you qualify and receive your free tax assessment by dialing 800-419-0017. If you or your business owe back tax to the IRS or state, you can now get the help that you need during these hard economic times. Get your free tax assessment to see what you qualify for by dialing 800-419-0017. 800-419-0017. That's 800-419-0017. Fall is here. School is back. The days of sitting poolside are over. If you spend a lot of time in the sun, though, you might be seeing its effect on your skin. A few more freckles, some premature wrinkles, blotches on your hands, face, and neck. A chill to perfection in Oakmont, an IPL photo facial can help reverse the damage of sun and time, making your skin appear healthy and radiant. New customers get the Fall Back in Time IPL special for just $4.99. Your results are their business at chilledtoperfection.com. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. We're really excited. We have two students from Asbury University. Uh, Revival started there on February the 8th of this year. And, uh, Charlie and Sarah have been telling their story, which is a great encouragement for me. I hope it has been for you as well. So, you guys, um, before the the break, John asked you guys what the lingering effects have been in your own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sarah, let's start with you. Yes. If you can put, I mean, you don't have to tell us everything, but okay. give us a sample. Um, so, I think one of the biggest things that I have learned um, post-outpouring is just how much like how important it is to just be fully surrendered to the Lord. Um, and then once we are that, like everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I struggled with a lot, um, before the outpouring was like, okay, what does my future look like? What, what mm-hmm. am I going to be doing once I graduate? Cause I think in America, like we put a, put a lot of our worth mm-hmm. in our identity yeah. and the things that we do. Um, and so I was like, okay, I have no idea what I'm going to do when I graduate. Like, I'm like really stressed out about that. And then I like, since then I've been learning that like my identity is not in the things that I do, but it's in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I realized that like I can be fully surrendered to Jesus in these spaces, like I can trust him because he has ordained my future and my steps. And so I can trust him with that. Um, and it's been really cool to like live into that. Like I went to Kenya this summer and yeah. that was really cool. And then like being able to go on trips like this, like if you told me a year ago that I was going to be doing stuff like this, I wouldn't have believed you. But I guess to answer your question, like, how important it is to just have a full dependency on the Lord um, and just be like open-handed to whatever he has for us. Um, And there's um, a scripture 
in Psalm 23, that's like, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Yeah. And then Psalm 16, like, um, the lines have fallen in pleasant places yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, and so just like those kinds of things, like he's making a way, he's doing a new thing. Like all I have to do is trust him. Mm. That's lovely. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I've been realizing more and more that Jesus is simply the most important thing. Um, and I knew that before revival, but since revival, it has been just etched into everything I am that I, I couldn't do anything any better than if Jesus was at the center, whether that's yeah. doing missions somewhere yep. like in the Middle East or working you know, in the accounting firm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so realizing that Jesus is not only the most important thing for me, but he's the most important thing for everyone. And like yeah. realizing that like, it is no longer like a desire to share that, but it's a need and a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, I'm filled up with a lot of passion of just like, I need to share the God that has given me hope yeah. with everyone else because they, they need the hope that he gives. Um, he changed my life. He turned me around. Um, and he, he saved me from like depression and terrible like thoughts. And, and I want to share that because you know, he's the God that takes dead things and yeah. brings them back to life. Yeah. So you become evangelist in a way, just by your presence to experience that. Talk about your your parents and your, your extended family. family. Mm. What's that been like, that conversation? Mm. Go ahead. No, you got it. <laughs> Charlie, you're on it. All right. Um, my extended family, most of them are believers. Um, I think... A, a difficult thing for me, my parents actually passed away in a car accident oh, a little sorry. over a year and a half ago. Um, but in a lot of ways, I think this brings more and more depth to the hope that Christ gives us. Yeah, I was, um, yeah so it was, so it hit you in a different way. We were talking about how personal this mm-hmm. was for each person. And yeah. so for you, losing your parents, that was probably an integral part. Together yeah? at the oh, same time. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And so it, despite that, the hope and the joy of Christ, like I, I can confidently say, you, even in the midst of pain and like there, there is so much pain that God is still good yeah. um, and that all of our hope is in him and that he does not fail to redeem and he does not fail to meet us where we're at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I can still just confidently say like, I am held in the hand of the Father, mm-hmm. and I'm so I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, Sarah, you want to add? Yeah, I think it's just been able to, like, for me and my family, just good conversations and yeah, um, testifying how good the Lord is and all of the things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know you guys never expected that you would be doing radio, coming to Pittsburgh, (laughs) you know, going around and talking to people. Um, And we're super grateful that you came to do that with us, really. Uh, John and I appreciate it so much. And I just want to encourage you to tell the real story. We talked about this off the air. You said, you know, that you feel like your generation, what you're looking for is authenticity, honesty, We, you know, and that's if that's what your generation needs and that's what this experience was like then this experience can affect your generation yeah and i love that you don't need you know a a, a pipe organ or a rock band Mm -hmm. or a ted talk you know though all those things are fine yeah charlie and sarah i mean people are out there listening right now i mean believers and non-believers what you said resonate and yeah 
Is there anything you want to end with? Would you like to say anything else? Yeah. I would just say God is good. Um, and it's as simple as that and it's as beautiful as that. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, this is so cliche, but he does love you a lot. Mm. Simple. Yep. Right? Simple. Well, Thanks, uh, Thanks, yeah, we've heard a, a lot of honesty and a lot of integration in this story. It seems like this wasn't a chaotic experience. This wasn't disordered. It just seems like this was very simple and pure and really grateful that you were able to share that with us. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure's truly been ours. Thank you so much. John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.